the dramatic conclusion of 12th night, right? Let's hear it for Queen. Make sure you have a book. At least have it out to pretend like you're following along, right? Get a pen or a pencil. You can chat with someone next to you if you read the ending. Chat about some quotes while I take attendance. If you didn't read because you wanted to watch it, make sure you plug your ears. And uh, we're just gonna take attendance. I'll pray and we'll jump right in, all right? Drew. Howarda? Howarda? Stoner? Anybody? Tepi? No dice. Uh, no dice. Nice. By the way, I had to do this one last One last time. One last time. Solomon. I missed you guys yesterday. Was it nice to have a reading day? Was that helpful? Maybe? Reading day? I figured. I know homecoming week. All right. All right. All right. We can play that all day. We'll play it as we walk out today. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump in. We may get some more people trickling in or zooming in. Uh, but glad you are here. I'm glad to be back. Hopefully, your reading day was helpful. Logistically, by now, I hope you're figuring out how my class works. You read Shakespeare, you do quotes, you write about it, right? Oh, nice timing. Hey, 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 hey. Well, all right, let's go. Welcome to class. All right, let me change that. All right, love each other. Love, love, love. All right. Um, if you have any questions about your homework, let me know. I haven't graded everything yet. So, you know, give me some, give me some time. Um, at this point, though, you had the reading day. You know what to do. Act five was just to read, right? Show up and get ready to watch. We're going to watch it here. Today, we're finishing the play. We're going to watch the last 25 minutes or whatever. We'll have large group discussion, all right? Um, I want you to have something to take notes on. You can see we've got our lineup again. We're going to vote about the marriages. We're going to talk about the different characters. All right, so that's what's coming. You can see their votes, but now, you know, we're getting rid of that. All right. Now, you guys get to take the discussion where you want to take it. Um, Friday, we will wrap up with a discussion on the final project for this with quotes about uh, what the critics say. So if you haven't read that yet, definitely finish that by Friday. And we'll make a transition into Henry V. We really will. We'll, we'll jump into our language lessons to get ready for Henry V. And uh, we're going to have new seats, right? So I personally like to go with the first come, first serve. Is that fair on a Friday with you guys, second period after chapel? First come, first serve for new seats. 
All right, you get to pick. Choose wisely. I'm going to ask you to not sit by people you're sitting by right now, although it was alphabetical, so whatever. Although we did shuffle a little bit. But new seats, new people, new perspective, new play. If you want to bring Henry V, bring it. Yeah? That's kind of our trajectory. Um, we go, we're going to go faster with Henry V just because I was nice and slow and steady with Twelfth Night to make sure as best possible we all are getting it. Um, and also we're going to watch Henry V and then I'll give you the homework for reading. So you will have seen it theoretically before it's assigned for you to read, which is going to be a very different experience for some of you. Some of you are going to really like that better. You can also read it ahead of time if you want to, either way. Any questions logistically? We good? All right. Well, you don't need your phones and devices and make sure you have a book and something to write with and something to take notes on. Let me pray and we'll jump in. Jesus, thank you for this class, for second period and for a gorgeous day and for Shakespeare. Guide us in truth. Guide us in freedom. Bless our discussion. And um, thanks for this journey we've been on. I pray that for some of us, it really would be more than just studying a piece of literature, that there'd be some take home, even with these other lessons today. We pray this in your name, Jesus, and in the power of your spirit. Amen. Movie? I backed it up here, A, because I just like the visual. B, just, it's been a while. Fair enough. So this is... Sebastian staring at Sebastian in the mirror, but remember that's like the point. There's two right now running around. Um, and he's like, am I going crazy? Is she crazy? So that's kind of where we are. And then you'll see Melvolio locked in the dark house. And then act five will roll. Expect me to stop it two or three times, but I'm basically going to try and let it run. Twelfth night. The dramatic conclusion. Let me get this off of here. There we go. Entangled with my reason to persuade me to any other trust. But I am mad. I am mad. But you are. Well, that's up. I would. We were well rid of this knavery. I'm now so far fenced with my niece, I cannot pursue it with any safety. Oof. And right, we already talked about this, is what every girl wants, right? <laughs> Come by and by to my chamber. Abused. They 
haunted me, keep me in darkness, and ministers to me. I tell thee, I am as well in my wits as any man in the chamber. What a day that you were, sir. By this hand I am. Good first day. Some ink, paper, and light. I could pay what I was sent out to my lady. Or else the lady's man. <laughs> right. Yet if twas so, she could not sway her house, command her followers, take and give back affairs and their dispatch, as I perceive she does. There's something in it that is deceivable. I'm not this haste of mine. Oh, if you mean well, now go with me, and with this holy man, into the chantry by. There before him plight me the full assurance of your faith, that my most jealous and too doubtful soul may live at peace. Shall conceal it was your willing, it shall come to note. What do you say? <laughs> I'll follow this good man and go with you. And having sworn truth, ever will be true. But tell me, true. What? <laughs> Are you not that indeed? Or do you but counterfeit? Believe a madman till I see his brains. Obviously, <coughs> light and paper and ink. I requite it in the highest degree. I am gone, sir, and anon, sir, I'll be with you again. Weird sigh about the devil. In a trice, like <laughs> to the old vice, your need to sustain. Who will dagger? of love in his rage and his wrath cries a heart to the devil like a mad lad pair thy nails dad adieu good man devil alright act five here we go Page two Titus lost his leg. Forgive me kindness, sir. Draw my side. Notable pirate. A salt water thief. What foolish boldness brought thee to their mercies, whom thou, in terms so bloody and so dear, has made thy enemies? Or see, no. Noble, sir. Antonio never yet was thief or pirate, though I confess. <laughs> On base and ground enough, or see, no, as enemy. Oh, witchcraft drew me hither. 204. That most ingrateful boy there by your side. Hmm. His life I gave him for his sake. Face the danger of this adverse town. When came he to this town? Yesterday, and for three months before, both day and night did we keep company. 
Here comes the Countess. Now heaven walks on earth. Oh, gosh. <laughs> but for thee, fellow, fellow, thy words are madness. Three months this youth attended on me. Right? So first off, Act 5. What do we get in Act 5? Catharsis. So if you want to shed a tear, you're welcome to. You're also allowed to laugh out loud. Yes. Closure. Is he going to wrap it up? Oh, yeah, he'll wrap it up. Don't worry. He's got it. He's got it. But he's also going to get us to think. Fair enough. Which he already did with Act 4, didn't he? But he's going to give us some new stuff to chew on. How long have they been here now? So since the shipwreck till now, it's been what? Three months. But when did the marriage happen with Olivia and Sebastian? This afternoon. Does that make sense? So I just want to make sure, like, I showed that. So when you have Sebastian and then she runs off to do the wedding, that was, like, earlier that this day. Got that? Yes? Okay. Yeah. At this point, does he know? Yeah, he, as in Antonio, just say, he's, what the heck, right? His lines, too, are really powerful. His life I gave him. I did redeem. The word redeem is on this page, page 204, right? I sacrificed my life for this guy. Ah! So he's got something's going on in Antonio's mind here, yes? So Antonio gets a good chunk of lines here about this pain, and what is up, dude? So that's definitely there. And that's how Act 5 starts, right, is this whole deception piece. And if you didn't catch it, I just want, for those of you who care, page 201, lines 15 to 20, Festy's got some interesting lines. <laughs> you know how Shakespeare sets up each act? He sets this one up really well with Festy. Onward? Other questions or comments? So here's one of my pauses. I just want to make sure we don't miss this, okay? And I don't want to stop it, I want to let it roll. He has been sending Cesario to Olivia's for what reason? To get Olivia to like him. Is that it? The click? He's been sending his best friend to go get the girl, and he's just about to find out that his best friend married the girl. How's that going to go over? Did that click the pain here? Like, hey, I, I, can you go get her for me? Wait, what? You married her? What the heck? I, I mean, yes. <laughs> Although, did she marry Olivia? So that's going to happen. Yes, are we now? Are we catching the tension of this scene? Oh, do we see the collision? Are we ready? Okay. Bring him away. Oh, Antonio. He isn't, this is his first time going to her house, finally. <laughs> what would my lord that that he may not have? Cesario, you do not keep promise with me. Right, Cesario? We just got married, right? <laughs> Gracious Olivia. What do you say, sorry, Good, my lord. My lord, my duty hushes me. <laughs> She's like, what? We're married. 
If it be aught to the old tune, my lord, it is as fat and fulsome to mine ear as howling after music. Ooh. Ow. Still so cruel. Still so constant, lord. Two or six and seven. What a perverseness. You want civil lady. My soul, the faithfulest offerings that breathed out the air devotionally tended. <laughs> what shall I do? Even with what it please, my lord, that shall become him. Why should I not, in savage jealousy, like to the Egyptian thief on point of death, kill what I love? But, madam, hear me this. Since you to non-regardance cast my faith, live you the marble-breasted tyrant still. But this your minion, whom I know you love, and whom, by heaven, I swear I tender dearly, him will I tear out of that cruel eye. And I must jock and abd and willingly to the rest <laughs> Thousand deaths will die. Wait, what? With me, my thoughts are ripe in mischief. Where goes Cesare? After him, I love. <gasps> more than I love these eyes, more than my life, more by all laws than e'er I shall love wife. What? I me detested. How am I the dial? Who? To beguile me? Who does do you wrong? Hast thou forgot thyself? Hmm? Is it so long? Call forth the Holy Father. Come away. Whither, my lord? Cesario! Husband! Stay! <gasps> <gasps> Look at, husband. look at her husband. Can he that deny? Oh, oh my lord! Nah, oh. fear not, Cesario. Take thy fortunes up. Oh, welcome, father. Hey. Father, get the priest. I charge thee by thy reverence here to unfold the lately we intended to keep in darkness. What thou dost know hath newly passed between this youth and me. Contract our eternal bond of love, <laughs> confirmed by mutual joinder of your hands, strengthened by interchangement of your rings, sealed in my function by my testimony. <sighs> Wait. Oh. oh, thou dissembling cub. <laughs> What wilt thou be when time hath sowed a grizzle on thy case? Farewell, Antaker. <laughs> but direct thy feet where thou and I henceforth may never meet. My lord, I do protest. Oh, do not swear. <laughs> Look, she's grabbing him and she's grabbing her. Like, no, no. Right? He just said, like, fine, you want her? Take her. Does Viola want Olivia? And who has she been serving the whole time? And he just said, I don't want to ever see you again. Ah! Yeah? How's it going? Are we ready? Yeah? <laughs> okay. Oh, little faith. That's too much fear. Been a drink, he would have tickled you other gates than he did. 
Toby feel about Andrew? How's this going? Truth is out, isn't it? Remember I started class with this? Sometimes what we say about someone else says more about who? Us than the other person. Who's the asshead? Toby. <laughs> Who's the knave? Toby. Now, maybe Andrew, but really... What he's saying about Andrew is really he's saying it about who? Himself. That's 211, line 200. The truth is out. Which, right? The truth is out. That's what's happening here, isn't it? Keep going? All right, here it comes. So... Look. Get him to bed and let his hurt be looked to. Is Andrew, does he have a chance here? He's done. So I like the director. The director has Andrew go that way. Viola is sensitive. She kind of leans towards Andrew and. Oh, sorry, <laughs> Who <man>. shows up? <laughs> I've heard your kinsman. But had it been the brother of my blood, I must have done no less with wit and safety. Look at her. <laughs> Pardon me, sweet one. Even for the vows we made each other but so late ago. <laughs> look, look at Arsino. He's like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Antonio! Yeah, right? My dear Antonio! How have the hours racked and tortured me since I have lost thee? Sebastian. Uh, are you? Is that that, Antonio? How have you made division of yourself? 212. Which there, is Sebastian? There's what? Wait! When was the last time the twins saw each other? On the boat. Look at her. Most wonderful. <laughs> She's like, there's two. <laughs> I never had a brother. I had a sister whom the blind waves and surges have devoured. Oh, I thought I was dead, right? For charity, what kin are you to me? What countryman? What name? What parentage? Of Methley. Sebastian was my father. Such as Sebastian was my brother, too. Oh, and he suited his watery tomb. Well, you a woman, as the rest goes even. I should my tears let fall upon your cheek. And say, huh? 
<laughs> I shall have share in this most happy wreck. Uh, uh? Olivia's taken, so. Come on. No more mustache, right? Come on. Wait, wait, come on.
Page 217 and following. You could hear them laughing, right? Turn us wrong. Have I, my buddy? No. Maybe you have. Pray who perused that letter. You must not now deny it is your hand. 218. 218. And tell me in the modesty of honor why you have given me such clear lights of paper. Then we come smiling and cross-cutting to you. And acting this in an obedient hope. Oh, hope. What did you have suffered me to be imprisoned, kept in a dark house, visited by the priest, and made the most luxurious kick and cold and air invention played off? Tell me. Alas, Malvolio, this is not my writing. Oh, I know. Though I confess, much like the character. Out of question. It is Mariah's hand. Ooh. Oh, yeah, this moment, that moment. She first told me that was mad. Whoa. This practice hath most shrewdly passed upon me. Good madam. Let me speak. Most freely, I confess, Mariah writ the letter at Sir Toby's great importance. In recompense whereof, he hath married her. Alas, poor fool. Oh, what'd she call it? How have they baffled thee? Why, summer home, great. He's wearing his toupee. Some achieve Malvolio. greatness, and some have greatness thrown upon them. I was one served in this interlude. One master topaz. By the Lord, fool, I am not mad. But do you remember, madam, why laugh you at such a barren rascal and you smile not and he's gagged? Act one, scene five. That's the whirly gig of time. Brings in his revenges. What was he doing last time he was on that step? Yeah, go hang yourselves all. How's it going now? Do we get this at the end? 
Oh, yeah, I was an idiot. I'm so sorry, you guys, for being selfish and arrogant. Can you forgive me? Do we have a repentant Malvolio? No, what does he say? Oh, yeah? I'll be revenged on all of you. Did he learn anything? Did he get it? Did he have a wake-up moment? Whew. Are we done? We're not done yet. Okay, we're not done yet. Actually, it's intriguing. Festy gets the last lines. Don't miss these. Page 220 and 221. Festy's going to sing a song at the end. He'll take us out. All right? This song is intriguing. We're not going to totally unpack it. It kind of speaks for itself, but it, people often wonder, is it his story? Is it Festy's story? Or is it humanity's story? Or is it just general story? We don't know. But it is the last song of the play, and Festy gets the last lines. Ready? Here we go. Antonio is best as a good friend. How's he doing? He's free. Saved a boat. Or if you go with subtext, did he get his guy? No. He has been most notoriously abused. That is true. That is done. The golden time convince. A solemn combination shall be made of our dear soul. But when I came, I last to wipe with a hay for the wind and the rain. There you go. Marriage number Christ one. Staggering. Could I never be able to get He's out. It rained every day. But when I came unto my bed with a hay for the wind and the rain. He wanted Olivia, did he get his girl? with a dance, with the music of the spheres, and the divine dance and romance. It's a comedy, right? We got our weddings at the end, our marriages, nobody died. So we've got Ocio and Viola and Olivia and Sebastian, and there's a big dance. Are you in the dance? Are you part of the dance? Or are you on the side, holding your cup, sipping your beverage, watching everybody do? That's going to be a theme all throughout Shakespeare. The divine romance, the divine dance. Are you at least on the dance floor with God? Who's wooing you? She's got a dress on now. <laughs> what does that mean? What would 13th night be? <laughs> Next week, right? Dinner at Olivia's house. A great while ago, there was a great 
All right, who gets the last line? Yeah, that was a little weird. Oh, wait, here we go. I love this. Looks at the camera. How's Fasty doing? Yeah, he's fine. Did he get his girl? Did he need one? He's fine. <laughs> Shakespeare, that's our first play. There we go. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Come on. Slow clap. Actually, for you guys, nice job. How Shakespeare is a storyteller. Eh? Eh? Is he all right? Okay. So let's do this. I'm going to kind of walk us through things. Any questions about Act Five? Just what we just saw. We doing okay? We're good. <laughs> Crazy, <laughs> right? All right. Any just general questions about the play, right? Tepe, you had your hand up. What do you got? I saw this guy looked familiar. Yeah. He was in like a ton of movies. Oh yeah. He won like Academy Award Best Actor. Yeah. 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 Actually, this movie's kind of stacked. Yeah. Right. Helena Bonham Carter. <laughs> right. So yeah. Nice. I think the, we figured out that Toby is the albino in um, Princess Bride. <laughs> the pits of insanity or the, the whatever. No, the pits of despair, right? Oh so, yeah, right? So, <laughs> anyways, yeah. Nice connection. Thought. Um, Question. Well, I would say for Shakespeare, he, he's going to have music. Because who, who likes music? I mean, come on. We all like music. Back then, it would have been live. You're going to come to the theater. Who likes a good soundtrack? Does that make sense, right? And actually, the Elizabethan, I don't spend a ton of time. I used to, but just don't take the time for it. But the Elizabethan worldview is going to have the great chain of being with God at the top and everybody all connected. And there's this divine dance, this divine romance that we're all in with God wooing us to try and see if we'll join him on the dance floor. But they're also going to believe, literally, in the music of the spheres. Everything is moving. Right? Who's ever been outside camping at night and you hear the crickets and the birds and the owls and the water and the wind? And like, is there music? Oh, yeah, there's music if you're willing to stop and listen to it, right? And, and they're going to say that everything is singing and making music and the planets are whirling and everything's going. And so there's going to be music and so Shakespeare's going to tap into that and that's the worldview and I could do a whole lesson on that but I'm not, but it's kind of cool, right? <laughs> if you want to learn more about that, you can read C.S. Lewis's book called The Discarded Image. That's C.S. Lewis as a lit teacher at Oxford. That book's famous just for being a literary piece of literary criticism, not some like mere Christianity book. So he and Tolkien were both amazing teachers just in their sphere of influence as lit teachers. Does that make sense? So yeah, it's a cool book. Other questions? Yeah. I'm confused on how 
Well, that's a little bit of what we talked about last week, but what, let's just be really practical. What brought them together in this, these three months? They became close because they were doing what? Bullying Malvolio. Does that make sense? I think if you tap into that a little bit, you've seen it. If you ever go serve somewhere on a missions trip, do you ever connect with the people on the trip? Or if you, someone's hurt, and then the two of us go help the hurt person, it's like, hey, we have a connection. This is a simple connection. Well, the same, the inverse happens. People who bully someone else, the two bullies become close because they can focus on hurting the other person. So Shakespeare's showing us in the spectrum of love and in the relationship, their marriage is based off of what? Hurting others, bullying others. That's, where, that's how gangs are formed. We'll connect so we can fight the other bad guys. But we're bad guys in the process. Is that helpful enough? The other thing, though, we talked about this a little bit. Why might she choose him? At least in Renaissance England, it does what? She choice. Yeah, she doesn't have a lot of other choices. And she can either keep being a servant to her or marry and be a wife, although probably still a what? Servant to Toby. Is that helpful enough? Yeah. Other general questions? Yes? Oh, yeah. Anybody? Did anybody look that up? Yeah, you can look it up. It's in the intro to this, all there. You can Google it. You can research it. But they were, during the drunken party scene, song, during the drunken party scene, they were singing a song. Does anybody remember the song? On the 12th day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. They were singing that song during the drunken party scene, although you might not have caught it, because they were what? Thank you. <laughs> okay. But yeah, the 12th night has to do with Christmas. Other questions? Okay, then let's move through a few things. I basically have two kind of big teacher lessons that I would like to discuss, all right? And so I'll frame those out here, all right? Uh, but let's do, let's do the first thing first before we do that, all right? Uh, did, was anybody weirded out a little bit by the, no mustache, I'll smooch you now, and like 30 seconds later, you have Arsino, now all of a sudden going for Viola, was that a little weird? Yeah, because it's what? Weird, right? I think in She's the Man, there's a little bit of space. And in the actual text, she's like, I'll put on my girl clothes and then we'll talk, right? And the movie makes him smooch, which whatever. And the script even says I'm going to call you Cesario until then. Yeah, so in the script, there's a little bit of space. The movie amps it up because it's what? It's Hollywood. It's the movie. They're allowed to do that. So... I think the only way to make some sense out of this, and I think this is an important lesson, so I'm going to go for it in case you missed it. Hey, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ready? I, I'm not going to back it up for it. But on the screen, Arsino's going, Olivia, 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 Olivia. Oh, you're taken? Oh, and you're a girl. Yay! And you're all like, what? Weird. 
right? But it's been three months, and Orsino and Viola are what after three months? They're what kind of friends? Really close best friends. Everybody got that? So should we get it off the screen? Anybody ready for this? <laughs> Sorry, I love this moment in class. You have to play along. Please play along. Come on, play along. Really turn up your imagination. Okay, guys, I want you to right now either look in the room. If you want to look, go for it, right? <laughs> or think about your best buddy. Your guy's your best guy friend. You know where this is going? So guys, your best guy friend. If you don't have a best guy friend, well, oh, who used to be your best guy friend already? If in college, picture a best guy friend, like best buds. Hangout buds all the time, hangout buds, right? Yeah, I know, right? You're like, don't do it, Mr. D. Ladies, you get to do the same thing. Think of your best girlfriend, your BFFFF girlfriend. So you got her in your mind. Right? So ladies, ladies, after school today, you're hanging out with her because she's your what? Best friend. Guys, after school, you're hanging out with this guy, right? Why are you hanging out with this guy? Right? And then all of a sudden, guys, ready? We'll start with the guys. Ready, guys? Hey, I got something to tell you. I know we're best buds and all, so it's time. I'm actually what? A what? A girl. Now, I want you to picture that person right now. And you're like, wait, you're a what? Ladies, ready, ladies? Yeah, ladies, your best girlfriend right now is actually a what? A guy. Uh, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so. Ready? Here's the key. If you went there for a second, that would be really what? Really weird. So, is it really weird? Is it really weird? Yes. Yes. Everybody got the fact that this is really creepy, really weird. Although, wouldn't that be crazy? Imagine it happening today. I, no offense at all. Please, no offense at all. But I kind of like doing it in our culture right now because like, we're half of us are wondering like, what's going on with all this stuff. And we are actually wearing masks right now. But if, that, if your best guy friend pulled off a mask and like, you know, grabs the, the Teflon, I'm a girl. Well, what? Is that what Shakespeare's saying? That we should all go do that? You guys, is that what he's saying? No, no, no. I mean, you, you could say, no, no, I mean, yes, no, I'm the lit teacher. Of course, that's possible. But as your lit teacher, what I want to encourage you to see is that's silly and kind of crazy and hopefully would never happen. And it's, it's funny in a comedy on stage, right? Is it kind of crazy on stage? We're like, oh, no, ah. yeah. But what did we just get to see, especially in Elizabethan England? <gasps> We're, uh, now, this is going to feel strange to say it, but I want you to try and imagine it. Guys, wouldn't it be cool if with your best guy friend, you were able to have a girl as a friend like that? Like that close? Because then you could do what? <laughs> Get married to a best friend and hang out with your best friend for the rest of your life? How's that sound? Oh, no takers? Ladies, how does that sound? <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool to be able to marry someone who's your best friend? Remember Romeo and Juliet? Husband, friend? Right? Like, now, is Shakespeare potentially saying, Wouldn't it be nice if your best friend was someone you could marry? Is he saying that through these two characters? Do we see that? 
I, I just kind of need to know, do you see it? You don't have to like it, but do you see it? Yes? Okay, now I think that is worth putting on stage. And just as your teacher, I think that's worth four weeks of studying. 400 years ago, that was crazy. That was crazy to put on stage. Whoa. Oh, what? Oh. Yeah, wouldn't it be nice if you could, like, marry your friend? <laughs> Spend the rest of your life with someone who you really like hanging out with and you could talk about and you have fun together? Yeah, that would be cool. We'll have to wait 400 years for that, you know? Okay, now your hands shut up. What do you got? Well, of course it's different, right? Well, I do it. But actually, ready? So let's give it up. Let's, up, up. Let's give it up. Let's give it up right there. Exactly, right? Does that make sense? Like, is it, is you're a friends with a close friends with a guy, close friends with a girl, different. Yes, and so might that be different? Well, yeah, but can we do something crazy on stage to get us to talk about the concept? Yeah, but no, great point. And actually, I cut it off there on purpose because we're going to get there here. But is that what Shakespeare's saying then? Is did Arsino have that type of attraction towards a guy already. And if someone with that agenda wanted to grab 12th night and run that far with it, could they? Oh, yes, all over the place. Does that make sense? So they would take Antonio out of subtext, wouldn't they? And just make him what? Text. And they could even have that. And then all of a sudden he has this attraction towards Cesario as a guy. But oh, it's a girl. OK, duh. Right? So does that make sense? And I didn't want to completely steamroll, but yes? There we go. I think that's a great point. And that's part of what we're trying to talk about right now as well is, I'm glad you said it. Well, wait, best friends with a guy, can, can it be the same with a girl? That's part of what we're trying to discuss right now. And we can have a discussion. You're allowed to be on both sides of that if you want to. Does that make sense? But I think that's like what you're getting at is, I feel like that's gonna be different. And understandably, right? Because our guys, guys, and our girls, girls, who's following identity. Or are they all just the same? Or maybe they're not. Or we, that, that's not possible. Yes, you see, I'm not here to necessarily solve all that right now, but did it definitely bubble up to the surface? 400 years ago? 2020. <laughs> yes, you got a thought. Well, that's why we have this list, right? Because that's why I, I tried to spend, I was, how many, for four weeks, I'm dancing around up here with the spectrum, yeah? And so now we have another option on the spectrum. Is it possible to have a guy and a girl be best friends and not get married? It is, I got, I got, I got some nods, right? <laughs> right? Like, I, I love, sorry, I love teaching high school because if I said that to my junior high twins, what would they say? Ah, 
are there? Like, right? like, but now we're like, well, maybe, I think so. I have one, I think, I don't know. Right? And that's kind of where we are. I think it's intriguing. Like, what if, I, you know, can I have a friendship with another girl who's not my wife? Nope. No? <laughs> like, the, hopefully you're like, well, yeah, duh. But wait, but that's... You only get one. Yeah, do you see what's going on? Like, but like, that's part of what we're talking about. That's part of what Twelfth Night is shoving in our faces. Is that fair enough? Yeah, no, great point. Other, it's wide open right now. We got the rest of class to chat about it. Uh, but that's what I wanted to kind of push out of as a first discussion point. What is friendship? What is marriage? What is he saying? <laughs> what would happen if? Like the what if, sorry, the what if. I love watching your faces. No pants, but it's just like, it, it clicks. I saw a few of you, it's like, oh no, don't, don't go there. Wait, no. <laughs> Although, right? I got to marry Jen. We were friends. And then we got married. And we're still friends 24 years later. Right? Yay? Isn't that cool that I get to marry my friend? Uh, right? But, right, like, isn't that what we want? Okay, other thoughts? No other thoughts. <laughs> Too many thoughts. Next topic? Yes. That would make for a great paper, wouldn't it? What is friendship? What is marriage? How does that play out in Twelfth Night? Where do we see it? And I love, Stoner, how you kind of took us right there. Like, wait, but I, I think that would make a great thesis statement. That this is different, right? Or what's going on in our culture right now? Or what was going on in that culture, right? Like, yeah. Can, can Jesus... Well, can Jesus and Mary Magdalene not be the Da Vinci Code story? <laughs> like, can Jesus and Mary Magdalene be really close and really good friends, and they just adore each other, and there's nothing sexual? Uh, hello, I hope so, <laughs> right? I love that it's right there in the Gospels. Like, she gets the first hug. <laughs> it's awesome. They must have been really good friends. Or John is like snuggling with Jesus during the Last Supper. He's like got his head on his shoulder. <laughs> Who does that? I love it. Oh, it's so good. So that's, that's always been around. We're always trying to figure this stuff out. And we have David and Jonathan stuff. And this is one of the biggest questions. And it's a great question for high school and college. Right? Come on. Right? All right. And that is part of why I showed the Romeo and Juliet piece. I love that phrase, husband friend, right? What does that mean? Okay. We got to talk about this stuff, all right? So this is where if you're not taking notes, it kind of would have been a good idea to do that, but now as your teacher, take notes. Okay, so get something out. I'd say your book's fine. If you want to just do it right in your book, that's great. Or a piece of paper or a journal. If you, need, if you want to do it on a device, that's okay, as long as you're not distracting the people around you by doing something else, but you're gonna have to vote, okay? So I'm gonna play a Beatles song or two. All right, so I want you to write this down. We got Arsino and Viola, Olivia and Sebastian, and Toby and Maria. We voted last class, everybody has to vote. And so if you don't wanna get married, we'll talk about that. No problem, right? But let's pretend that you all get married. If you're married, which one would you want?
Those are the three options. You don't get to say, no, 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 I want this. Sorry. You have to pick one of these three. And then we're going to talk about positives and negatives for each marriage. So which marriage would you choose of these three marriages at the end of this play? Everybody got? What? Well, that's why you have to pick, right? Now, here's the key. Are they different, though? That's what we're going to talk about. Yes? So these three. The next thing I want you to do is we have Festi, Malvolio, Andrew, and Antonio. Okay? They're single at the end. And how do they feel? So I, we're going to do emoji and a little conversation. Okay? And Antonio, let's include the subtext conversation there, which we already hinted at and mentioned briefly. But with Antonio, it's a subtext topic. Right, so Antonio's gonna have two. We're gonna have, how does he feel as the best friend guy in the end of the play? And how does he feel as going for Sebastian in a homosexual way? All right? Ready, set, go? Do we know what we're doing? Okay, so you're gonna have to vote. It's not like, I don't want, no, you're voting. All right, so we're gonna raise hands and count and put numbers in these little boxes. You got a few minutes to process. I want you to figure out how do these guys feel at the end, emoji-wise? And then which one would you pick, but ready? And why? Positives and negatives for each of these. Because they all have positives and they all have negatives. Yes? So if I'm a dude and I'm thinking, am I putting myself like in Orsino's shoes or Seb's or Sebastian's shoes? Like as the dude in that relationship or like the relationship all together? All together. You can go with the dude or you can just go all together. Either one. That's, that's where you get to pick. But I want you, you have to pick one. And maybe, and you're gonna tell us why, all right? Everybody, we good? I'll play a song here. Cause Bobby <laughs> if you need a stand-up or a stretch break or a potty break, this is a good time. We can't all, we can't all exit. But when the song's done, in a few minutes, we're gonna jump back into our discussion, okay? All right, we're back in. <laughs> Finish up your thoughts with someone next to you, and then we're gonna go for it here. The song's almost over. When the song's over, we're jumping into a large group. Find your seat. Something to take notes on. Get ready to vote. Let's see where this class lands. Huh? I was surprised at last class, if you saw the numbers. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. All right, find a seat, guys, let's find a seat. Now, before we do the voting on the weddings, let's start with these four, okay? So, I hear we got Festy. How's Festy doing at the end of the play? Just what kind of emoji do we have here? Smiling. He's at least a happy face, right? In this version of the movie, which I think is fair interpretation, he sings this song, Peace Out. He's single and happy. Everybody got that? <coughs> so, ready? What is, hey, what is one of the messages of the play? Yeah, you don't need to get married. It's okay. 
And, and actually, time out. Let me just say this very sincerely. You don't need to get married. <laughs> you can almost see where Festus, like many a good hanging prevents a bad marriage. And I don't want to be a part of this crazy. And I'm happy being single. And I don't want to get caught up in all this drama. And I'm good. I'll figure out family in a very different way. Paul the Apostle writes about this. Jesus was single and fine. <laughs> like, more than fine. Fair enough. You're going to be married to God forever anyways, so why not just start now? Do we got that? Don't miss that message, especially in Western, North American, Evangelical, 2020. I don't think the message is said well enough or often enough. There's almost this like, I got to go to school, I got to go to college, I got to get married, that's what I do. It's not, you don't have to. It's really, you know, more than okay. It might be, for some of you, really good to stay away. <laughs> right? You had your hand up. Uh, no. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Now, did I bash marriage necessarily in what I just said? Yes. yes. I did? Yeah. How? No. no. I don't think he bashed it. He just said, like, oh, you don't, don't need to get married. Yeah. So what I was trying to do, if I did bash marriage, I wasn't trying to, and you kind of missed my message. What I was doing was elevating what? Sing I was elevating friendship and singleness. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think, but I think that's really important because in our culture, you guys, especially Western evangelical culture, it's not elevated. It's alienating. It's subverted, and you know, it's it's put in some respects put down as less of an option. Um, we have this very high-focused marriage culture, right? And marriage can be great and can be biblical. Singleness can be great and can be biblical. I mean, like, right? Like, and I think that's really important for teenagers to hear. Yeah, but see, that someone, I mean, I'm your crazy lit teacher, so whatever. Do whatever you want with me. Maybe I'm the fool, right? I don't know. If I could be like Festy, I'll take it, right? But I, I, you at least, someone needs to at least say, hey, biblical, Jesus was single and happy. Paul writes about it all through scripture. And quite frankly, half the marriages are a train wreck anyways. And some of you just aren't made for it. You don't want to be married. You're just going to do it because you have to or whatever for all these other reasons. I'm not bashing marriage. I'm just trying to elevate singleness and put it in a really healthy, honoring, freeing place. It's okay. No, no, no. It's not okay. It's what? It can be what? Really good. Really good. And so for some of you, take that seed and plant it and have some real freedom, right? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. 
Wyoming is really important in our mm -hmm. culture right now. Yeah. And also kind of like, I don't know, kind of saying that like, oh, Jesus wasn't married, so it's okay to be single. He was also fully God. Yeah. So his his marriage between like, if, like when he married, if he would have like married a woman, would have been it wouldn't have been an equal marriage. So I think that's why he didn't marry, not because Maybe. like he just wanted to be single, because he was the son of God. Maybe I mean okay. I think also he probably could have and chose not to. You could say that. What would it mean if he did? How does that work out theologically? Oh, maybe that's why he didn't. Okay, fine. Like, I think we're good there. But he also shows that he was fully God, and so he's filled with God's spirit. And uh, so did he need to marry? No. I, but I think that might be, if you're catching what I'm saying, I, I appreciate you saying singleness was okay, but that's what I was trying to not say. I said it a couple times and said, wait, let's just stop saying it's okay. Singleness can be what? Fantastic! <laughs> it's really freeing. It's empowering. You're not caught up in all that drama, and you don't need it. You don't need it, because if you're filled with God's Holy Spirit, do you need some other person to fill you up? No. Now, we're not bashing marriage when we say that. We're not bashing friendship when we say that. But like, that's, I think, part of the freedom and part of the point, right? Is, biblically speaking, Paul says it, right? You don't need to get married. Singleness can be really powerful. You can devote yourself simply to just kingdom building. I can't do that. I've got four kids and my wife, so I can't just focus on kingdom building. Now, I can focus on kingdom building in my family, but they are my, they have to be my priority, right? That's very different. And that can be fantastic, right? Like you were saying, that can be really great. And actually, that's, I think, the lesson, is do we need really great, exciting, empowered, beautiful, engaged marriages? Do we need that? Totally. I, I say, run with that, and then what also do we need? Really engaged, powerful, free, fulfilled and exciting singles. Right? <laughs> that, to me, would be a really healthy picture of the kingdom, a biblical picture of the kingdom. Powerful, engaged, fulfilled marriages and powerful, engaged, fulfilled singleness. Because that's what's in the Gospels. That's what's modeled for us. That's what Paul writes about. That's what Jesus modeled. Right? Is that way we don't, have to, we don't have to diminish one and say that marriage is better than singleness. That's part of the problem is evangelicalism has done that for years and years and years and years saying it's better. No, no, say it's great when it's done right. And singleness is great when it's done right. They're both what? Great. <laughs> Why are we afraid to say that? What are we afraid of? Well, I think we're afraid of I think we're afraid of, oh, well then, I have another option besides being married? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so why did I pick marriage? I don't know. Why did you? <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> Maybe you shouldn't have. Let's get that on the table in high school, not when you're 15 years into a crummy marriage that you didn't really want. Does that make sense? No. Yes? No. Okay. So thank you, Festy. Shakespeare slides that up on stage. How are you doing? How's Malvolio? 
He was crushing on Olivia. Did he get his girl? How's he feeling? He's angry. He's frustrated. He's hurt. Did he learn? Did he grow? Did he repent? By the way, we've said it all along. Self-righteous, selfish, egotistical, Christian jerk. No wonder he's what? No wonder he didn't get the girl, right? Although, do girls go for that? Yeah. How's that end up, though? Fair enough? Yeah. What was it again that associated Melvillio with, like, Christian? Christian? Well, generally speaking, Renaissance-wise, they're mostly Christians. I mean, if you're not a Christian in the Renaissance, you're a witch, right? Or you're the really, really, really rare atheist, and you probably didn't tell anybody. Fair enough. I mean, everybody was going to church at least three times a week, and it was just kind of like, yeah. So I think that's part of it. But he is self-proclaimed Puritan in the play. And so Puritans are Christians. Yeah. So, fair enough. Oh, did anybody read the quotes from the critics? Like, that comes up clearly in the critic quotes, right? He's a Puritan, and they're shutting down the theaters, and so what happens to the Puritan in Shakespeare's play? <laughs> Fair enough. So I think that's part of what's going on. But at the very least, he didn't get the girl, right? How about Andrew? Did he get Olivia? So what, yeah, what do you guys thought? Visker, you had a thought? Yeah, I agree with Kathy. Like, I don't think that Andrew needed, like, he didn't really, really want Olivia. He kind of was just, like, there, and he was, like, okay around and trying to get money and stuff, and, like, he'll be taking care of me. So I think that he was fine to just continue on and pretty much. Yeah. Well, you got that line at the end is pretty painful, but whatever. He's like, fine, whatever, I'm out of here. You had a thought? I mean, besides, like, having fun, I feel like he didn't really benefit anything because he got used to, like, Kobe for yeah. money. Yeah. And, like, he had the money and then, like, he kind of just got taken advantage, never got Olivia, got played by Kobe, and then Kobe at the end just, like, said all these terrible things about him. <laughs> he just leaves. Hey, wait, Lost some money, no benefit, mock at the end, he's out. He's got a lot of money, though, so did that help him get the girl? I think it's intriguing. Ladies, do you want that type of a guy? And people do it, they just, like to just like Maria will go for a Toby, there's women who will go for the Andrew, who's a follower, who's rich, but he's a follower, and Elias is rich, he's kind of a fool. Right? Not real smart. Gets manipulated and used. Eh? I think it's interesting. Not all wealthy people are Andrews, right? 
Because it's not just about that he's rich, but I think what Shakespeare puts on stage is trust fund kid like Andrew, even though they have money, is that lovable? Is that what we want? Is that love? Eh, no. People will settle for it, but eh. All right, Antonio as best friend, as a really good friend. How's Antonio? How's he doing at the end of the play? Come on. He's doing great, Come on. right? He saved Sebastian's life. He saved Viola's life. Everybody's thanks, man. No chains. Like, woo, we're good, yeah? So I think as best friend, what does good friendship get us at the end? He's now in league with Orsino because he saved his wife and with Olivia because he saved her husband. They're all indebted to him. They appreciate him. His sacrifice, although it was painful and there was miscommunication, the truth wins out at the end for him. Woo! Friendship. Good. Now, let's handle this carefully and respectfully. But how did it go for Antonio? Did he get his guy? So he didn't get his guy. So maybe sad there. But do we lose this? Not necessarily. He's still in good league with everybody. He at least has dignity and respect and honor in the community. But he didn't get his guy. What might Shakespeare be saying with that subtext? Really cool guy. Let's treat him with dignity and respect and honor like we should, right? But the homosexual attraction, which, what might Shakespeare be saying? In the end, is that really going to fulfill? Is it really going to work? Yeah. You don't have to agree with Shakespeare if you go with that subtext. I'm comfortable talking about it at Wheaton Academy in this culture, biblically speaking, and in the Christian Renaissance culture as a subtext. There's no way I would even go near this if that was done with a Malvolio, an Andrew, or a Toby. Because, eh, right? But when you've got someone like an Antonio, where most of the gay people or lesbians that I know, and I know that are married, they're nice, kind people, most, right? Generally speaking. But what might Shakespeare be saying? Now, I'm just going to give you a stat, all right? I'm not going to be critical. But we've already been critical, and we've used the stats for heterosexual marriages. And how's the divorce rate for those? 50 to 60%, right? Interestingly, now we have gay marriages, and uh, they're openly talked about more, and we have research, and we have data. It's interesting. You can do the research if you like to, especially for your paper but the numbers are higher for divorce rate. Yeah? I don't even need the stats. Anecdotally, I've watched it in my friends and the people that I'm connected with and acquainted with. As they're pursuing what they think they want through that type of relationship, does it really fulfill? Does it really satisfy? According to the stats, maybe not so much. Right? Maybe that's what Shakespeare's hinting at. Maybe not. You can take it or leave it, but we're allowed to talk about it in Twelfth Night. We're allowed to talk about it as a subtext because it's totally there. And at Wheaton Academy, that might be the message of Scripture in some respects. Like, okay, you're nice and kind and loving, but that relationship in the end really won't be what you want. 
It's not really what you're looking for. It's not really what's going to satisfy. <laughs> Just like when we talk about these. <laughs> yeah. So an, I get so many conversations about the gay and lesbian and uh, all the letters in the spectrum. I get a lot of conversations about this, right? So I like what you said. It's look what's, like, like, look what's next, right? And so here's what I say. Who here has really found their identity in Christ? What is love song? Who's really found their identity in Christ? And that's the rock core of the marriage. Anybody? Yeah. Okay. See, that's what I would say. Okay, show me a gay marriage or a lesbian marriage where their identity is in Christ as the core of their marriage. Then let's have a conversation. <laughs> Fair enough. Because basically, if you have any type of marriage without that, gay or straight, it's going to be what? Probably a train wreck. Fair enough. That helpful? I think it's at least intriguing. It would make for a great paper or some good research right now, or at least some good dialogue. Because that's what Act Two was all about. Have you, I, I honestly, with those conversations about gay and lesbian and all and the marriages and the relationships, at the core, regardless of that, even when I have students who come to me and talk about dating a guy or a girl if they're you know like of opposite gender, guess where I try to take the conversation? Have you fallen in love with Jesus yet? <laughs> oh, you haven't. Time out. What are you doing? <laughs> Like, that's why we spent so much time on that. Fair enough? I think that's where we need to start having those conversations before we have the conversation about gender and identity and gay and lesbian relationships. Have you fallen in love with Jesus yet? You haven't? Well, then let's talk about that. You have. Oh, well, now let's talk about that and see where that conversation goes. Fair enough? No? Yes? Are we tracking? I think that's what I like about it, then. It's, it's either way. <laughs> Start with your identity in Christ. Fall in love with, love the Lord your God <laughs> with all your heart, soul, and mind. Do that first. Then let's talk about these other things. That's not generally what we're doing as a culture, is it? No. All right, we got 15 minutes. We'll use them all. Ready for the vote? One, two, <laughs> I want a hand up, because I'm going to count them. Orsino and Viola, that's the marriage you would pick. Ready? I want to count them. Whoa, all right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. All right, that's pretty normal, so sixteen. Who's going Olivia and Sebastian? Come on. One, two, three, four. I'll tell you right now, I had seven last class. In 20 years of teaching Shakespeare, I've never had more than two. I had seven last class and four in this class. Something's shifting, just saying. I'm intrigued. Someone's got a new paper on this. <laughs> Any Toby and Maria's. Come on, any takers? Nobody be able to. Yeah, I know. We had one person last class, but you know, it's usually easy. Who was it? Who was it? Hey, 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 hey. We gotta talk about the positives and the negatives. Huh? Hold on, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there, we'll get there. Ready? 
16 of you said Arsino and Viola. What do they have to, why? Come on, why? Somebody, yes, Miss Trot. I understand it's weird. And personally, <laughs> it is. I would not pick it, but out of those, yeah. like, Toby, exactly, like, you know each other, you have a relationship, you have a friendship, like, you have a really good foundation, like, out of those three, that's the one that I think in the long run would be most successful. Are you ready? Why? What's the word you used? Relationship. Relationship and friend. Generally speaking, is that why we gravitate towards that? So we're catching what Shakespeare's trying to say. If you had to pick, um, yeah. But usually it's because they kind of know each other. Although, what's the irony? Yeah, there's a big fat lie here. We have to deal with that. Wait, what are some other positives? Positives, yes. Well, Viola like, loves her female from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Same time, but but for her, right? Okay, thank you. Other thoughts? Yes. Oh, I was gonna do a negative. Well, yeah. Well, let's do. Hold on with the negative. What's one more? No, we need to name it for the other ones. Just practically speaking, why would we potentially choose this? Just practical. That stop going up here. Just down to earth, everyday, practical. He's got a house. Does that make sense? Like. She's lost everything in the shipwreck. She's got nothing, no home. Her whole life before her is gone. What does she have now? A husband, a house, power, right? Like, can we practically speaking, does that help? Yeah, you don't have to go there, fine. But come on, practically, you might want to pick that one because he's the duke, right? Like, let's go. All right, you're not that base, Mr. D. But yeah, okay. Some negatives. What do you got for negative? Um, well, I guess this is, can kind of apply to all of them, but like Orsino didn't want Viola originals like at all. And I feel like that just really wouldn't make me feel good about my And also it's like scientifically proven that relationships work out better if the guy likes the girl a little bit more than the girl likes the Ooh, guy. I want to so see like, that. Yeah, I like that. It's not set up as that's interesting research. You got right, right the paper. All right, but let's give it up there. Hey, uh, anybody catch this? I love, this is what those arrows were before. I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you. Oh, you're taken? Um, sure. Who says in three months after the marriage, he won't, what? Do that again. Does that make sense? Like, could he, I love you, that's right, we're married. Oh, who are you? Okay, like, he's got the track record here. Just because he's married, does that mean he's all of a sudden, oh, it's all better now? Maybe not, right? So that's something to consider on the negative here. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, wait, we got, I'm trying to get some other voices. So here, yes. It's the same thing with Olivia. Yeah. The arrow towards Viola the whole time. Yeah. Then she's taken. Yeah. So that, or she's not. 
I mean, she's already married to yeah. him. It's like, okay. We'll get there, though. They look the same, but we don't necessarily know from the play if they're exactly the same. We don't know. We don't know. We'll get there, though. Not yet. A couple more thoughts on these guys, and then we got to move on. You had a thought? Oh, I was just going to say that, like, Orsino's just so desperate. Yes. He's so desperate. Just call it what it is, right? So let's be honest, she's desperate, he's desperate. If you haven't caught that yet, catch that. It's been five weeks. But she's not desperate enough to go for Orsino, so obviously she has some standard. Oh, that's a good point. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Miss Trot gets the last word, then we're moving on next. Saucy. <laughs> Let it in. Girl. <laughs> a cute, yeah, a cute girl walks in and she's like, I'm in love. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I'm going to wrap it up here. Just call it what it is. She lied to him for three months. That's a big deal. That's a big deal. Now, do we understand why? Is it still a lie? Okay. Ready? Hey, four of you, wait. Four of you voted for... Olivia and Sebastian. Olivia and Sebastian, what's the positive? Positive, positive Olivia, yes. No big mouth. A positive is that Sebastian came in and like right away attracted to her. Yeah. Not like he was calling Norsino and like 10 minutes before was like, you know, loving on the side yeah. and then, oh, you're there. So he was actually like, there was actually an initial attraction. It might be love and first sight here. And this was at least kind of that, but not really. You know, wait, right here. Sophia, wait, Sophia's voice, go. I was just going to say, regardless of how long they knew each other, they're both good people and seem to be at least willing to participate in the marriage. Okay, so, so if you're going to vote here, I like that. Could this one work? Yeah. Someone said it last class. They have the rest of their lives to get to know each other, which do they? Yeah, right? And they seem like good people. I mean, she's a little crazy. But who's not, right? <laughs> but yeah, I appreciate that. By the way, if you think you, if you think you got to know your fiance for two or three years, that's a lot different than sixty. <laughs> what is marriage? What is it? You have the rest of your lives to what? That's what marriage is. Actually, some people think that the best combination is an arranged marriage with some choice. Because do your parents maybe know you pretty well? And do they maybe know that, that, that family pretty well? And do they maybe know you well enough that it might work out well together? And if you trust them and they have your best interests in mind, could that be a positive thing? Could be, as long as it's not forced, right? So maybe there is something to be said for arranged marriages can work because you got the rest of your life to get to know each other. And like you were saying, if you're both good people, can you make it work? Sure. Another thought, and then we gotta go. Kind of like going back. What was I gonna say? Um, oh yeah, like what you're saying, like with arranged marriages, kind of how like your parents maybe know you're better. Yeah. Um, I don't fully like. I don't, I'm not a big arranged marriage guy. Like, <laughs> Who is in our culture? How like Viola knows Olivia pretty well, right? And that if if she really thought Olivia was gonna be bad for Sebastian, she, she could say something. something. Great point. 
Hey, let's give, I've never heard that comment before. Let's give it up right there. 20 years. 20 years of Shakespeare. I've never thought of that comment. She could be like, hey, no, 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 she's crazy. Although, is she? <laughs> Maybe. Yes! Write a paper. my job. Okay, wait, wait, I got four minutes, four minutes, hold on. Toby and Maria, wait, we gotta do it though. Hold on, what's, what's the positive? Thank you, wait, eyes open. They know what they're getting, they know each other, and let me say it like this, is Toby a good leader? Oh, no, no, okay, he's not a good leader, so exactly. Ready? Class. How about this though? Does he have leadership skills? No. So wait, wait. He, he's a bad leader, but he has the skills. Is she creative? Yeah. Hey, hold on, you're wrapping it up. Hold on. He's he's a leader. She's creative. If, if they worked it out. If they worked it out. Could this be a good marriage? Wait, oh, wait, ready? Wait, wait, wait. Yes, it's horrible. I'm not saying he's a good guy. He needs therapy. He needs AA. He needs all of that. But my point is, my point is, is that if, if here's what I was, here's what I was saying. I, don't miss this. All of these have positives. All of these have negatives. Yes, this guy is a pervert, he's an alcoholic, and he's a jerk. Yeah, by the way, ladies, don't go into a marriage thinking you're gonna change somebody like that. That is like, we're tried and true, not, not the case, uh-uh. And don't be codependent. Codependency sucks. But wait, let me get the, can I get the last minute before the bell? One minute, one minute, ready? I was dating a girl named Jen in college for almost two years, and I broke up with her. I broke up with her because she wasn't perfect. And then, I, wait, yeah, I went, off to, I went off to Oxford and was looking for the perfect girl. And guess what? I didn't find the perfect girl, and I realized that who's not perfect? Jen. No, me! <laughs> I'm not perfect! And then three months later, I find myself at a picnic table. Jen, please. I'm an idiot. Can you take me back? And she said what? No. Yes. She yes. said yes. Now you're married. And now we're married. But wait, ready? What's, wait, hold on. What's one of the final words here? If you're looking for the perfect marriage, are you going to find it? No. But she's perfect. No. So you have to settle. Well, ready? Hey, if you're looking for the perfect marriage, will you find it? No. No, because imperfect people are marrying each other. But ready? Are there some that are better than others? Yeah. Yes. There like we go. You guys are awesome. Nice job. Have a great day. We're done with 12th night, except for a little bit of discussion on the final assignment on Friday. Don't miss reading about the, what the critics say. See, that was hysterical. Oh, my gosh. You guys are awesome. Bye, guys. Peace out.
crack me up. That was really hard. I know. I was like, are you up here? I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody's gone. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'll see you guys. Take care. Peace out.